What I do is inconsequential. Why I do what I do is I get to shorten people's journeys every day. What I love about our hospitality industry is that it's our mission to make people feel cared for while on their journeys. Together, we'll explore what hospitality means in the built environment, in business, and in our daily lives. I'm Dan Ryan, and this is Defining Hospitality. Today's guest has a wealth of knowledge on all facets of the hotel and hospitality industry. He's also known for pushing the envelope when it comes to overarching hotel strategy, sales tactics, programming, and beyond. He knows how to run a hotel and turn a hotel into something that is truly a destination. He has extensive backgrounds in luxury hospitality, and he was recently voted in 2022 General Manager of the Year by the California Hotel and Lodging Association, something to be tremendously proud of. He's the general manager at the upcoming luxury resort, the Regent Santa Monica Beach. Ladies and gentlemen, Eunice Atala. Welcome, Eunice. Thank you, Dan. Good morning. Good to be here. I'm so glad you're here on a couple different levels because number one, um, when I was an intern way back in college, one of the first tasks I was given um, working at an interior design firm was to go into every single room of the Regent Beverly Wilshire and measure every single room and every lampshade and even up into the presidential suite, which was so cool because that's where Ronald Reagan would stay. And he was not, he was recently out of office, uh, no longer with us, but he would stay up there and the artwork up there was crazy. And as a 19 year old who was probably a little hungover, um, I, I hope I got all the takeoffs the right way. And uh, it was just a tremendous experience. So Regent, um, also in traveling to Asia a lot, there was the Regent Shanghai when that first opened. And I really love staying there. And I'm so excited to talk to you because Intercontinental Hotels and the Regent brand are really like doing this tremendous relaunch um, and refresh and reinvigoration of the brand and growth strategy throughout North America and the world. And I'm just grateful that you're here. And I want to talk a lot about that. Um, but before mm-hmm. we do, as this is the yeah. Defining Hospitality podcast, what, what, what does yeah. hospitality mean to you, Eunice? Yeah, no, I uh, we'll talk a lot more about uh, about region. I'm very excited to keep back and talk about it all day. Um, you know, it, hospitality is an uh, is is uh, is an interesting uh, it's an interesting concept, and I think uh, um, you inherently have it or you don't. It's uh, it's it's a feeling. It's uh, it's not something that you know you you learn or you necessarily uh, 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 can be. Uh, uh, educated on by reading a book. Um, to me, hospitality truly is uh, is something that you do from your heart. It's treating people um, as uh, as they come into your home. Um, you know, you you have a friend or a family member or someone coming into uh, into your house. You uh, you generally will not say to them, um, "Hey, there's a beer in the fridge. Go help yourself." Uh, you're going to. Uh, uh, actually ask them what they want, uh, ask them how they want it. And, uh, and you're going to do it, uh, because you want to, you you don't really think about it. It's not a thought process. It's something that, uh, that just naturally happens. And when you take that on a bigger level, um, in, in a hotel environment, and you try to do that time and time again, um, I think, uh, I think that's, uh, that's really what the essence of hospitality is, um, on a bit of a side note. And, uh, you know, just to just to 
be a little bit funny. I, I live life through humor, but uh, someone gifted me um, a little magnet many, many, many years ago that said, uh, hospitality is the art of making people feel like they're at home when you really wish they were. But uh, <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> sometimes you do, but... Uh, but 99% of the time, uh, you, you do want to treat people uh, uh, as if they were your uh, your own uh, house guests in your own home. So I'm intrigued by something that you said, because I've heard this come up in many conversations that we've had here, where it's like, um, and actually, there's a tension between two things. It's hospitality. You either have it or you don't. And also, mm -hmm. I got the feeling that you said, maybe you didn't use the exact words of repetition, like you're doing it over and over, you're iterating it. Um, mm -hmm. So... I agree with you. I feel like some people have it or they don't, but no matter how, if you, if you do have it, the only way it gets better is through repetition. So how do you find, how do you strike that balance between finding the people who have it, but then also the complete iteration, iterative process of continuous improvement to like, let that gift that they have grow. Right. Look, it's just like anything else, whether you're, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, any talent that any of us have that's, uh, you know, we're wired a certain way. If you're an athlete or a musician or an actor, um, you are only getting better through practice and um, you don't do it, you know, you don't, you do it because you want to, but you also have people around you who are pushing you, coaches um, who are teaching you new techniques um, or, or, uh, uh, coworkers who are really lifting you up and, and making you that much, uh, that much better. Um, you know, I think it's, uh, um, there's, there's a lot of analogies between sports and really any, probably any business, but certainly in hospitality where we're so integrated as teams and we really are, um, there, there's very, very few, if any positions in a hotel where individual contributors actually exist. Mm. Um, and so, so kind of being uplifted by your team, challenged by your team um, to keep doing uh, what you do, I, I think that's what, uh, what really um, sharpens those, uh, those skills and those talents. I, I totally agree. And then, you know, I also hear a lot of people on this podcast and just in life and just colliding with other entrepreneurs and um, other managers, um, it's really like the the skills can always be taught, but it's the culture, which in this case of hospitality, it's there, there's a way to it. You either got it or you don't. So it's like you hire for the mm -hmm. culture, and skills are really secondary. And you just by what you said, I gather yeah. that's your your mode of thinking as well. Well, one hundred one hundred percent. I mean, it's. Uh, it's it's really a pretty basic concept, but uh, it's uh, it's exactly it's exactly that. Um, none of us come out of the womb knowing how to uh, uh, you know to revenue manage or to clean a room or or, uh, or or whatever the case might be. But uh, but I truly believe that we're wired a certain way, and uh, and it's that passion to be people pleasers um, and uh, and uh, value service. Agreed and. Also, I know that you were kind of born into hospitality, so obviously you had it, but um, did, actually my question is, did you have it or was it just that you, your parents just like 
drilled it into you that you better have picked it up. Like, tell us a little bit about your journey from, because you were, you were an early adopter of hospitality. Yeah. 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 So, um, my parents actually, uh, owned a, a travel agency. Um, and so I, you know, from the day I was born, that was, uh, sort of what put, uh, what put food on the table was, uh, was that travel business. And, uh, they love to travel. They did it uh, a lot, both for work and, and for, for pleasure. And, uh, we were very fortunate that um, they instilled that in us. We went on a lot of trips as as, as kids. Um, you know, I always like to say that uh, uh, they had this uh, rite of passage. There's four of us kids, and all four of us had to work in the brick and mortar travel agency back, you know, way back then. Um, in and uh, you know, during summers and uh, uh, that kind of thing, just to kind of uh, a, I think it uh, it it taught us grit and the value of work but also uh i think my dad was hoping that one of us would uh, would pick up the business he ended up selling it and uh, none of us picked up the business <laughs> but uh but but um uh we all went through it to various degrees of success if i might add but uh but that was it and and you know i i i can actually i was thinking about this uh leading up to, to today's conversation um i probably can pin the exact moment that i thought to myself I want to work in a hotel. I was probably, I think I was probably 11 or 12. And, uh, uh, I was on vacation with, uh, with my mom and my dad, it was just the three of us. And, um, just the feel, we stayed at a lovely hotel on a beachside resort and, um, just the feeling I got and the sounds and the smell and everything that I was looking around, just being in the lobby and the restaurant and the pool, um, I, I felt a connection and thought to myself, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And there were some naysayers, um, in, in, uh, you know, kind of getting out of high school and cause everyone wanted to be a doctor or an engineer and, uh, or a lawyer. And I didn't want to do any of those things. <laughs> so you had the gene. I, I think I did. I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, Many years later, it, it appears to have worked out. Well, I want to, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to circle back cause it, well, I want to get back to your career journey as well, but like before we get into there, um, I'm just really intrigued by the kind of this new, this renewed momentum into the region brand from IHG, um, the yeah. growth path. Um, I just wanted, if you could just tell us a little bit about from a luxury perspective, what role you find Regent has within the IHG portfolio and kind of like, where do you see it going in this marketplace of so many brands and what, and then kind of zoom in on the property that you're opening the, uh, the region Santa Monica. Sure. Um, I, uh, I truly believe that what, what IHG is doing, um, in the, in the luxury and lifestyle space is, uh, is pretty tremendous. Um, you know, acquiring the Regent brand uh, just five years ago in 2018 um, was probably one of the best things that IHG did um, or has done in order to uh, position the company um, to play in uh, in the big leagues with many many of our other competitors. Um, Regent sits in the luxury and lifestyle uh, segment uh, with an IHG right uh, right alongside um, Six Senses. Mm -hmm. Um, as well as Intercontinental, um, Kimpton, 
and uh, and vignette collection which is uh, which is also an, uh, a new uh, brand um, under the umbrella um, I think that um, the the growth strategy for Regent is uh, is being very deliberate and very thoughtful um, it's uh, it's not a mass-produced brand it can't be it's uh, you know the cost of entry to start but also uh, the 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 fact that um, identifying locations and markets that can uh, that can support it and 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 really be uh, be meaningful um, I think we're a great company um, as far as our growth is concerned um, within the brand uh, this year alone Regent uh, opened a couple of uh, really tremendous and iconic properties the Regent in uh, Hong Kong um, is uh, is back online. It's uh, it was a flagship for many many years, and uh, it's really great to see that property um, uh, breathe a new uh, new life into it. Um, as well as the Carlton in Cannes, which uh, is an iconic property in the south of France, uh, opened just uh, just around the Cannes Film Festival earlier this year uh, to a lot of fanfare. And uh, uh, you know, I, I had a good fortune of doing a hard hat tour at that property um, before they opened, and. Uh, it's it's just uh, it's just amazing, um, you know. Regent was for many years a very prominent brand, and uh, and there was a, quite a few um, of them throughout the world and and in North America. You mentioned uh, the Regent Beverly Wilshire, mm -hmm. which as uh, well as a very much an iconic hotel here in in the Los Angeles area, and I think. Uh, it uh, doesn't matter how old you are. Most of us uh, probably have watched Pretty Woman once or twice. Oh, yeah. And uh, the, the iconicness of, uh, of the RBW is, uh, is there. So, so to bring the Regent brand back home to Los Angeles is, um, is, is very unique. And it's, uh, it's a little bit nostalgic and a little bit romantic. Um, and uh, really to, to situate it in Santa Monica is not only a testament to um, to what IHG is doing, but really to the destination that Santa Monica is a robust, um, great city um, that uh, that is um, positioning itself to 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 welcome to continue to welcome um, uh, guests at uh, at all levels. And uh, I mean, I, I'm 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 very passionate about Santa Monica. I can talk to you about it as well for <laughs> for a long time. But uh, but I think it's uh, it's just uh, imaginate in heaven, to be honest with you. I couldn't agree more. And uh, I just have so many, like I said at the open, like just being 19 or 20 and being in every room of that region, Beverly Wilshire, and just all of the memories and the movies and just the, the meta memories of just like the collective cultural Los Angeles memories. It, it, it's a really, it, it was really amazing. And to be able to build that brand and expand that brand um, it's just, it's really exciting to watch. Um, yeah. as you think about the Regent Santa Monica, where you are now, one, one of the things I'm curious about, and so many of our listeners are, especially like architects and designers and everyone who's actually doing the built properties. Um, there are general managers who love operating a running hotel. And then there are Many of those general managers, I would hope they all do that, but they just do not like the renovation part. They would like to skip town, get out of Dodge, and go to another operating hotel. Um, so in a way, what you're doing right now with this uh, reposition of, a, of an asset, um, 
are you a glutton for punishment as well? Like what, <laughs> what, do, like as a general manager, cause you have so many stakeholders from owner to brand yeah. to guests, not there yet, um, to your team that you're building and recruiting. Like, do you thrive in that reposition renovation, um, environment or like, where do you fit on that spectrum? Yeah. It's, uh, uh, you know, as the words were coming out of your mouth, I was thinking to myself, God, I am glutton for punishment. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, I mean, I haven't personally experienced this, but apparently, uh, you know, when, when, uh, when someone has a baby, they say, I'm not going to do this again. And then they have another baby. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit of that. Uh, I've, I've opened a couple of hotels and I've been through, uh, several um uh, uh renovations at uh you know different levels and different parts of my career um i think this is the biggest one uh you know not nothing nothing to this scale um and um the short answer to your question is yes i i, I think i am uh, i do thrive in in that environment i uh, i'm I'm, a, I'm one of those people who um you know doesn't really like a lot of routine and uh, and and loves a good challenge um, and uh, loves orchestrating uh, things and projects and people and uh, and and this definitely um, uh, you know satisfies all of uh, all of those cravings. Uh, but the one point that you did make is uh, is all the stakeholders because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stakeholders to uh, to to manage through this project. I would say a, a lot of stakeholders on every single hotel property that's out there, but in particular, sure. like a new, like a quote unquote, new luxury brand. That's, you know, really a new, a new acquisition to IHG within the past five years. Mm -hmm. um, from an ownership perspective, like there are a lot of stakeholders, but between brand owner team, I feel like, yep. uh, what's that spinal tap thing. It's like, turn it to 11. I feel like you're, you're, exactly. you're at 11. I, yeah, I, there are there are many days that I feel like I'm at eleven. Absolutely. Um, uh, look, I, our 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 business, to your point, whether it's an operating hotel or a repositioning or an opening or or at any at any stage in a in a hotel's life, we're we're in the business of relationships, um, and I think that uh, this puts relationships to to the test. And and where I where I sit, I always like to say our titles are general manager. I know there's different iterations of, of the title these days, but we're general managers. And I think that that word is really, really important. And and being a generalist, um, you know, you, you become really good at it by being able to juggle so many balls in the air and managing so many personalities and uh, and conflicting priorities. Um, you know, for me, I, uh, it's a little cliche, but first and foremost, it's about my team, um, and, uh, and, and making sure that they have what they need, the direction, the tools, the equipment, the support to, to really excel because they're the experts. Um, and then, uh, you know, alongside that, um, you know, very, very close behind is obviously managing the brand, the design teams, ownership, um, budgets to a certain extent, um, and uh, and a big part of what I what I what we, what I also am doing right now is getting the word out. Um, again, going back to the fact that this is a reintroduction of Regent. Um, there are you know uh, customers in our that that are uh, not familiar with the brand at all, and there are some who may remember it and uh, and are excited to learn what uh, the the new the new vision of of Regent looks like. So I've actually been spending quite a bit of time on the road as well. 
uh, you know, carrying the flag and uh, and and uh, and uh, educating on uh, our hotel specifically and uh, on Regent in general. And I love that you just finished that sentence with general because something really resonated with me as you were saying you're a a general or a generalist, a general manager. Um, and what resonated with, with a, a few minutes ago, you were saying you just you don't like a lot of routine, and that's what this renovation really helps do. And I think, especially in the um, in the resort type properties, I think what I'm so <laughs> intrigued by as like an ADD entrepreneur is in that it's an operating business, but it has so many different channels of of operation and revenue management from from food and beverage to I don't know what you have there, but like I'm sure like bicycles to um, just other experiential things to I don't know what you probably have a whole uh, menu of just spa yeah. and this and that and and to be able to work in a business and manage a business or start off on a low rung as an entry level at a at a place where there's so many different options. It would just seem to me that that's like, that's just very exciting because there's so many, going back to that knob thing, there's so many knobs to turn and optimize and get involved with and get alignment around. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I think, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the fun part of all of this is, uh, is everything that you just said. It's, uh, how do all the pieces of the puzzle fit? Um, you know, what experiences are we creating? What's making us different? Because look, the competition is formidable and we can't, uh, you know, we can't shy away from that. There's, uh, there's great hotels out there. There's great hotels in Santa Monica. There's great hotels up and down the California coast. And so how do you set yourself apart and how do you, um, you know, create this, uh, unique experience that, uh, that is not going to be a one and done, mm-hmm. uh, but that you're going to create that loyalty, um, as a, as a result of it. And look, we throw a lot of, we throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall and sometimes it sticks and sometimes it doesn't. And, uh, you know, we have an opportunity to, to reassess, uh, you know, reopening, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of opportunities to reassess after we're operating once we're open. But that, I love the metaphor also of the throwing the spaghetti at the wall. Cause you do have so many channel, obviously, number one is probably guests, like getting mm-hmm. getting heads in beds, right? But there are so mm-hmm. many other, it's almost like a culture of experimentation as you're getting this, or repositioning this resort property as a regent. And yeah. another thing, like as a general manager where you have so many s- stakeholders, right? Um, I would just, I've heard this said, and I'll, I've said it on the podcast at some point, but if I spoke to a general manager before the pandemic about what would keep them up at night, it's not occupancy or ADR or all those other metrics. It's are their housekeepers or engineers going to show up for work? Because it's right. such a it, it it's just hard. It's hard to recruit and train. But the other thing that I'll say on the other side of that coin, and from what I've seen, I think that our industry hospitality, especially a new hotel. Um, like what you're doing in Santa Monica, I believe that the many of those entry level positions, there is such a steep curve or steep career mm-hmm. path to management and to a career. It's a career path. Um, and so that's just from my experience as like just a fan of hospitality. But what are you seeing as, a, as an operator? Yeah. Um, 
Well, you've you've just mentioned a couple of things that I uh, that I want to kind of touch on, and uh, you know, we can go back to to one of them more deeply if we need to. But um, I think the first thing that we as hotel operators and and owners um, and and designers and you know across the board that we have to really kind of keep in mind is customers, our guests, um, expect a comfortable bed, uh, a clean environment, a room that's not noisy, a safe hotel, a safe location, a convenient location. These are all givens regardless of what, um, you know, what, uh, what, what part of, you know, what hotel you're operating, right? What level hotel you're operating. Um, and when you, Talk about a luxury hotel, it's sort of a given. You expect beautiful design, you expect the best bed, you expect, you know, nice sheets and great food and a great, uh, you know, all of that. Um, but the experience is, um, is really, and the programming is really what people I think are looking for more than anything else. Um, it's one thing to show pictures of, of what a room looks like or to do a site inspection, but really to talk about when you come, especially in the resort environment, to your point, what is it that's going to make me think less about work? What is it that's going to entertain my kids? What is it that's going to fill my day? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we talk about, you know, being in the business of creating memories. And I think our customers have heard that. We tell, you know, all brands talk about it so much that a customer says, okay, so how are you going to, to, to help me create a memory? Um, and as we're opening a hotel, I think those are the, that, that's the fun part of what, of, of what we're doing is, um, you know, uh, what does the beach experience look like when someone comes to that, to the region Santa Monica beach? Uh, what does the pool experience look like? How, how can I keep kids entertained and buy-in from the team to execute at the highest level and be creative and um empowered to do the right thing um is uh, is 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 really key i mean we uh, we have this uh, you know our ethos at our hotel is uh, is we take care of each other we take care of the guests uh we do the right thing and we own any situation that comes along and i think if you put those things those things together you you along with great programming and a great resort and a great design um it uh you know it, it creates that experience um, the other part of what you just mentioned is, is people and the steep climb into management. Good people and good talent is really, really hard to find. And post-pandemic, I think it's become even harder. Um, I think anyone that's listening, who's listening to your show will, uh, will probably attest that uh, we, we struggled in 2021 and 22 and even to, till today um, to, find, to find the right people. I think people were just uh, a little bit scared of of going into hospitality. Um, it's an industry that was incredibly impacted very, very quickly um, in, you know, in the pandemic and, uh, and took a really long time to recover. Um, and so people looking to enter the work world are, are a little bit more shy about it. But here's what I would say about that. Um, you don't get into this business for, for the glory or, or to become a billionaire, quite frankly. Um, you get into this industry because it makes you feel good. And I will say that one thing that has not changed in the 
25 years that I've been doing this, um, is that you're a hard worker, you're passionate, you've got your heart in it, and you show uh, tenacity and interest in growth, um, it, it's going to happen for you. And more so right now, it'll happen faster because finding good supervisors and managers and leaders is, um, is, is that much harder. I mean, I'll give you an example um, at my own hotel of a, of a young man who, uh, who was a food runner, had been a food runner for us um, for a few years and, um, you know, spoke to, came, came to see me directly actually and uh, said, hey, I, I feel inspired. This pandemic has kind of given me a little bit of opportunity to, to think about things and, um, uh, and I really want to get into management. And uh, it was like something was listening to him because within a couple of weeks, we had some natural turnover, a position opened up, we took a chance on him and he's gotten a couple of promotions since. I mean, the guy's incredible. He just had the tenacity and, and, and the gumption to, to actually ask for it. And our responsibility as hotel leaders and my responsibility is to make that happen for him and, uh, and, and you know, develop that local talent. So that has not changed in hotels, I, I don't think. Um, okay, so if I love the story of, the, of him. I, I, you said it's a he, right? It's a okay. he, yeah. That food runner um, so, who found this path into management. But also it's, it's kind of making yourself a little bit vulnerable, sharing that you want to get there, right? Mm -hmm. um, and as I think about it, you said something when you talked about the type of people that need to be on your team from a cultural perspective. And you said something, and I'll probably mess it up, but you expect them and they expect themselves to do the right thing and own it, right? Yes. And yeah. so I feel like if you take that cultural value, I don't know if that's like defined anywhere, but do mm -hmm. the right thing and own it. And then overlay that with that hospitality gene and this career steep career path, um, I would think it's a recipe for finding these incredibly talented partners, if you will, that that you that if if they have those two things and you're supporting them in that, I would think that it would be very easy to shine and get into a management position and really develop a career and not just collect a paycheck. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that, um, you know, we, uh, a couple of things really quickly, the, the, um, that not just a paycheck and having a career is, uh, is really, is really important. I mean, what we do is a passion. It's not a means to an end. And I think that, uh, when you realize that, um, you, you really do shine to your point. Um, but the other thing, and I challenge my uh, my HR and marketing team with this uh, all the time. We don't really do a very good job promoting ourselves as great places to work and to ca develop careers in in hotels. To be honest with you, uh, you know, to varying degrees. I don't want to be unfair or, or kind of take a shotgun approach, but um, but I think we can be better better at it, especially in this post pandemic environment. It's even for individual hotels, I'm not talking about big brands and, and marketing campaigns from that perspective. As an individual hotel, how are you um, selling yourself to, to potential, to people who might think, huh, okay, maybe a career in hospitality is, uh, is something that I, uh, I would thrive in and enjoy and, uh, and be passionate about. 
Um, I don't know the answer to that, but I think it's just uh, it's uh, it's a bit of a bit of something for for all of us to to kind of noodle as we uh, as we as we go after a small pool of talent. We're all going after the same pool of talent, right? Yeah, but I, I also think that there's so many kids out there that even from high school could get into hospitality and still have be mm -hmm. afforded the same opportunity as someone who has a four year or, or four year degree plus a master's degree in hospitality because like like totally. you said it you're kind of born with it and if if you could come out of high school and start your path and you and own it and do the right thing and and be in a in a culture where you're supported i mean i would think that you would you could quickly be in some sort of supervisory or managerial role and have a real clear career path without being saddled with so much debt. It's crazy. And then even if you were to take right. that, you're, and if you take that debt off the table and then you're able to save, I don't know, 10, 15, 20% of whatever you're making, I would bet you after that six years or four years that you would have been in college, you've had quite a nest egg that's already compounding. And I, maybe it is being talked about more or I'm not reading the right magazine articles, but I feel like there's totally something there that we need to talk more about. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, you know, look, college and, and a formal education is, is great. And I, uh, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I, I want to go on record saying kids stay in school, you know, I think that that's <laughs> important, but, but sometimes it's, sometimes it's not for, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's not for everyone and B, there might be financial barriers um, for for that. Um, what I think a lot of um, financial, and I'll also say, and life barriers, like life happens. I like right. It's yeah, like absolutely shit. What do I do? And it, I don't know. There's what? just a hotels and hospitality, which is I think one of the largest employ employment bases. Hospitality in general in the country is probably one of the largest employers. But if you think mm -hmm. about hotels and specifically large format hotels where you have all these different channels and you're throwing spaghetti, like I would imagine there's a lot of opportunity. There's, there's, there's tons of opportunity. And, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, not only is there a ton of opportunity, but there's also, um, as you develop your career and as you shine and as you show all of these things that you've, you've just mentioned, um, most hotel companies, and I, I would venture to say most, hospitality companies, even restaurants and independent restaurants and fast food restaurants, because it doesn't matter. It's all hospitality at the end, um, have continuing education, have ongoing training, um, have, you know, some really great programs that they end up paying for or included as, as part of your employment, uh, where you can take advantage of, uh, of it and, uh, and, and do it at your own pace, uh, without having to be, um, you know, uh, in a, in a very literal environment of uh, formal education or that sort of thing. I, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Like I totally, I totally, that's totally like vibing with me. And I, I don't know if I could, if this podcast could just even touch one kid out there, that's like, Hey, let's, let's give this a go and see what happens. And, and then there's opportunity. I think that, that that's a success just for, just for doing this. Um, so I want to also just, uh, You've been you've been a general manager for a long time um, at a whole bunch of different brands and companies yeah. and and ownership groups. Um, I want to speak specifically about um, your experience with IHG because just in 
they made a really incredible acquisition of Kimpton, I think, a long time ago. And Kimpton, I've just done, they were like some of the first projects I ever worked on in, in, my, in my day job. Um, and I think that they did a really interesting thing in that they let, Kim, like normally when a big company buys a smaller company, they kind of squeeze all the life out of it, if you will. Well, and I think yeah. and IHG has done an incredible job of letting Kimpton grow and flourish and kind of be their own thing. Um, I'm curious with the acquisition of Regent, like what are you seeing there from like the larger, from the larger brand and letting you guys kind of nurturing Regent as on the, as you're opening all these properties in the luxury segment? Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I think this was probably um, one of the, one of the biggest advantages, um, you know, for me joining IHG as part of this project. And, uh, um, and I think the, the kind of going through choosing which brand was going to, uh, to, to be, uh, what name was going to be on, on, on the building, um, was the creative freedom that IHG, um, has provided for the region brand and the region brand has provided for, for the individual hotels. Um, the hotels are not going to be a cookie cutter from a design perspective or, or, or otherwise they're going to, you know, there's, um, you know, we don't even have uh, a specific, um, you know, guest amenity line, you know, for the bathrooms and shampoos and that kind of thing. It's there, there are guidelines. Oh, now, now, um, now your phone is going to blow up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've already picked something. Please go call. <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> we'll take it under consideration. No, but but I think it's great, right? You know, it's it's one thing to say, you know, here's the book. That you know, do everything in the book, and you'll open a hotel. It's cookie cutter, and that works. That works in a lot of models. That works in a lot of uh, uh, you know, in different segments of of the industry. Um, but when you're providing a you know at the risk of sounding super cliche but a bespoke and curated experience you can't be a one size fits all mm -hmm. there has to be something that you know a feeling that you get when you walk into the regent santa monica that you probably would get when you get when you walk into the regent hong kong or uh uh you know the carlton and khan or the regent fukuok which is a beautiful resort off the coast mm -hmm. of vietnam uh very much on the bucket list um so there has to be that feeling that you, that I think ties us all together, but the experience and, um, you know, what you touch and what you feel, what you smell and your, your senses has to be specific to that, to that environment. And, uh, and I think IHG has done a great job and, 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 you know, in, in establishing the Regent brand mm -hmm. to have that creative, um, uh, freedom for the hotel teams and the regional teams. Uh, to really uh, address the, the needs of the market and the needs of, uh, of the customer that's coming to the hotel. Yeah, I just from like as an outside observer, I, I'm getting that feeling as well. Um, mm -hmm. In the, and then I want to go back to you, back to your as a general manager, right? The generalist, yeah. the uh, yeah, right. Um, at, and, and I want to further dig into that whole idea of a steep career path. Um, as a generalist, right, you're also, as all of us leaders, we also need to be looking to who's next and, and, and finding those rising leaders. So for you as a leader, who's also hopefully 
searching and looking and nurturing new leaders up and coming, like like mm-hmm. the guy who you, uh, the gentleman who you mentioned before. In the course of your week or day or month, how do you? I, I believe if you don't allocate time to certain things, certain things don't happen. So as as a leader who's looking for new leaders, what? How do you um, dedicate time, and what do you do? Like, how how do you find these this next group, yeah. and how do you nurture them into leadership positions? Yeah, that's. Uh, I I think that um, for me personally, <clears throat> um, developing people is uh, is is something I'm incredibly passionate about. Um, and probably more than anything, it's what keeps me um, keeps me going and what gets me gets me out of bed every uh, every day. To be to be very very honest, mm. especially at this point in my career, um, I think we you know I probably spend I don't know I don't want to I don't want to necessarily but probably probably seventy percent of my day or week or months is uh, if not more is is spent with people. I. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Virgo, so I am very <laughs> planned, um, and my calendar is color coded, and uh, and purple is any people time, and there's a lot of purple on my calendar. Great, um, which uh, you know whether it's uh, whether it's leadership meetings, whether it's one on ones with uh, with my uh, with my you know the immediate uh, team that I that I work with. Um, we do. I do a. Um, uh, uh, a couple of times a month, I'll do like uh, a, a lunch where we'll go off property and uh, with, a, with with a few leaders, four or five of them, and uh, just kind of have uh, uh, just a conversation. Um, I do a um, monthly, uh, and a lot of people do this, but I do a monthly um, I, a fireside chat type of uh, type of forum, both with leaders, but also with. Um, uh, with with our team, with our line staff, um, and uh, every month a, a different group of people f- will will show up. You know, 10, 15, 20 people, and I think these open conversations um, enable me to kind of see that 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 light in someone's eye and the questions that they might be asking, and uh, and and um, and and kind of really hone in on it. And the other part, and I, I know I don't have an operating hotel right now, but uh, you you will is, uh, you will soon. I will. I will. <laughs> I know. I will. I'm waiting, waiting very patiently. Um, it's a very fast moving train, Dan. It's a very fast moving train. I can only imagine. <laughs> but um, this is again so so basic. But it's walking around your property and talking to people and observing people. This managing by walking around. What a concept, right? But actually, getting out of the office and uh, and and uh, um, and really seeing how people are behaving, and you know, sometimes you got to match them. Uh, sometimes you got to say, "Hey, what do they want to do? What do you want to do? Why are you doing this?" And uh, and there's these aha moments mm. that uh, that the person you're talking to or you nudge goes, "Oh my God, okay, this is interesting." Mm. Uh, and then uh, you know the rest is history. Sometimes I, and, I love the I, I, I'm a big believer in calendar and blocking time, and to see like your to will drop like the uh, the Minnesota Vikings old defensive line, the purple people eaters. It's what's coming to yeah. mind, right? It's uh, yeah, you ha- if you're not 
dedicating time to something, it's not going to happen. And I find that time blocking really important. Actually, as you're also sharing that, um, Strategic Hotels owns your property, correct? You're part of their portfolio. Mm -hmm. And they also own the uh, Four Seasons DC. Mm-hmm. And I believe, I don't know, last time I checked, the general manager there is Mark Bromley, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Is he still? Okay, yeah. good. Um, yes. So his dad, Stan, was kind of like a, a mini mentor of mine when I lived in San Francisco. I would go have coffee with him. He was friends with my mother-in-law. Um, I mean, they're still friends. But um, yeah. I remember walking around with him, and he always had this, like, you, you said, uh, what was it called? Uh, management by walking around, Right. Yeah, but he, yeah. he would do this thing and he, and it, he inspired me to get, uh, all, most of the time I always have like these little index cards on me in a little leather wallet to capture ideas, but he would walk around the hotel. Uh, this was the f- millennium, the four seasons, San Francisco. I don't know what it, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. even think it's there anymore, but, um, they, um, he would write down things, fingerprints, stuff on the, on there. And like, there'd be fingerprints on the front door and he'd, He'd know the front, the doorman and say, Hey, how are you? And yeah. everything, but he wouldn't bring it up nope. to him. No, nope. he'd write it down. And then, you know, he'd be walking around and find that person's manager and be like, Hey, you know, I noticed that there, I'm the fingerprints is a bad example, but anyway, just noticing yeah. something and like, Hey, what can yeah. we do to, to get this better? And it's just like finding the appropriate times. Cause you're also, if he, as a leader talked to the, the doorman, he's taking away the opportunity for growth from the manager of that, of the doorman. So that was something he said to me over a coffee. He probably doesn't even remember, but like, I was just really, um, taken aback by that. And it's, it's just kind of sat with me. Well, listen, uh, Mark is actually a dear friend and I worked for Mr. Bromley at the four seasons, San Francisco. Oh, so we were probably uh, there at the same time. Yeah, you're you're talking about it. Wait, like, was it you like, that was not managing the front doorman yes, very well? You have fingerprints. <laughs> but uh, but you know no, absolutely. And I I would uh, I would follow that up to with with saying that uh, it, it, it's that it's those legendary hoteliers, to be honest with you, um, who uh, I, I think we we all evolve and our styles evolve and technology evolves and our customer evolves and our Teams evolve, mm-hmm. um, and so we, we as general managers also evolve from you know maybe a certain image to a different image. I remember, and I'll, I'll get back to my point here in a second. But I remember going on a job interview, looking like I do right now. This is many years ago, and the person who interviewed me said, "Well, if you want to be a general manager, you got to shave your beard." And and I was taken aback. I ended up not shaving. My and look beard, at and look at you now. Yeah, and it worked. <laughs> But I think that, that, you know, that, that mentality of that, you know, you had to look a certain way and behave a certain way. I think that has evolved, but what has not, or what we, we do stay true to is exactly what Mr. Bromley would have done. And I, I would say that we've probably since replaced, uh, the note cards with, uh, with, with phones that have cameras. Oh, right. So there leave no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the following up with a quick text message. Yes. <laughs> So, but, uh, but the essence of it is, uh, is, is, uh, is still the same. That's a great, great story. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> awesome. I, uh, God, I got to get in touch with him. I, I'll reach out. That's my note, my note to self. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's actually really cool. I had no idea that that was a thread there, but this business is way too small. This industry well, is also, way too small. What I'll also share with the listeners, which 
so I didn't know this, but I, I would I heard, and I don't know if this is true, that if there was any um up and coming management person within four seasons, they would always send them out to California, or I guess when he maybe when he was DC and you would work under Stan. Mm. I well, I called him Stan, but Mr. Bromley. And uh I just I would feel very funny calling him Stan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I hope Mark's listening to this. Uh, well, you'll have to send it to him so he can listen. I, I'd oh, actually, well. I'd love to have him on. That would just be a really cool full, full circle, or even like talk to him and his dad at the same time, and like that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm writing that down to make that happen. Um, well, Eunice, also, so I want to go back in a time machine with you. So, if you think about when you were working at the travel agency as a kid for your parents, right? And if the Eunice I'm talking to now with the beard, which I assume you didn't yeah. have when you were a kid, um, I did not. if you could magically appear in front of yourself, what advice would you have for your younger self? Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's funny because I think that I... I feel that I've lived in a lot of places. I've been very lucky to live in a lot of places because I've said yes to a lot of opportunities. But I would probably say to myself, live out of a suitcase, even that much more. Mm. Um, go live in other places, go experience other cultures. Um, you know, just uh, uh, um, even even do that much more of it. It's very millennial it, of you. It's <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I'm. <laughs> Borderline millennial adjacent. Yes, I feel like I'm all things Gen X and yeah, millennial, yeah. and I even have a little yeah. Gen Z. God, God save me! I, oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely very millennial. Um, I'm definitely a '90s kid, but um, grew up in the '90s. But I, but yeah, I, I would say that. I think that um, um, when you're, you, you know, as when when we're when we're on our uh, you know, late teens or early twenties and we're starting our careers. Um, you know, we think that we, um, I thought I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for anyone else. I thought that I knew everything. And I thought that, you know, this was where I wanted to be. And this was the location and this was, and then nothing goes according to plan mm -hmm. at the time. And so, um, living out of a suitcase and really just, uh, experiencing different things and hotels, afford you that opportunity um is uh, is great i mean i wish i i have i wish i would have worked in uh, more international locations mm -hmm. than i have for example or uh um you know I'm, I'm very grateful i've worked in city hotels beach resorts ski resorts um golf resorts big convention uh big boxes but uh but that, that that's something that i would say to a 15 year old Eunice. yeah yeah. Live out of a suitcase. I'm still doing Live it. Out of, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just think about now I'm like, ah, oh, okay. I get it. But I also, I either have a half pack. I usually have two suitcases. One is half packed and one is half unpacked at any given moment in my room. And it drives my wife crazy. So that's funny. Um, yeah. I just need to follow through and get my ADD generalist out of the way to pack and unpack right, right away. Um, <clears throat> so Fast forward now to what? What is the slated opening right now for for the Regent Santa Monica Beach? Um, de uh, December of uh, of this year. Yeah, December so, twenty 
Yes. Cool. And then, okay, so if someone is looking to go to Los Angeles for business or leisure, what what can they expect from their experience at your hotel in December, January, yes. and onward? Yeah, I, I we're we're still working through the details of all of that, Dan. <laughs> Way to put me on the spot. Gen- gen- generally speaking, what, <laughs> generally what, what's your speaking. differentiator amongst all those great properties um, up and down uh, Ocean Boulevard and into the western part of Santa Monica? Um, I, I'll I'll say it's uh, I'll say it's two things. It's um, it's removing stress from uh, from your entire experience. Um, one of our uh, one of, one of the one of our hallmarks and one of the things that we are hyper focused on is um, having a dedicated person for uh, you know a dedicated team member um, to really curate and handhold um, everything that you need from the second that you hit our website or make your booking, however you make your booking through your travel advisor or or so on, um, to the moment that you get home. And removing that stress is 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 uh, is really what uh, what what will set us apart. I mean, you just think about it. I, I'm I'm getting on a plane in a couple of days uh, to for a business trip, and I have a very very early flight, and I booked my ride share, and I'm nervous that they're not going to show up, and so I book in like three hours before my flight just in case they don't show up, and and so there's a level of stress whether we acknowledge it or not. And so removing that stress and that hassle will be, um, is, is, is going to be a differentiator for sure. I, I truly believe that. And the other thing is, uh, once you're here, um, really experiencing, uh, not just, uh, like we talked about a beautifully designed, um, resort with, uh, with a lot of amenities and a great bed and, uh, and, and, and amazing food. Um, and a fantastic spa, but really going home and saying, I want more. Um, that experience that I just had at the region Santa Monica is one that I want to repeat mm. is one that I want to tell my friends about, um, my colleagues about, and, uh, and, and really to, to, to turn you into a, a raving fan. I love that. So building a, a you're going to do everything in the experience you can to build a legion of, of raving fans. That's I'm going to hold on. Let me write that down. Yeah. You can listen to it later and write really, you can play it out well, slow and write it really slowly, <laughs> but very well put. Yeah. Wonderful. That's, that's fantastic. Um, well, I've really enjoyed our conversation and like, as we're wrapping up, if people wanted to learn more, about you or the hotel, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Uh, I, um, I'm, I'm a bit of a, uh, LinkedIn junkie. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, Yunus Atala, they're pretty, uh, pretty easy to find me. Um, and then, uh, um, for, as far as the hotel is concerned, uh, we'd love, uh, would love you to, uh, to get more information and stay up to date on our Instagram page at Regent Santa Monica. Okay. And we'll put all that in the show notes for anyone who's yeah. making their way through the city of angels. Um, okay, cool. And so again, Eunice, like a heartfelt appreciation and gratitude for you for investing your time. I know how crazy you are as a glutton for punishment and doing <laughs> opening a hotel. Uh, I'm just really grateful that we had this time and, and mutual connections uh, that I wasn't aware of. So thank you for your time and, and, and your attention. 
I appreciate the opportunity, Dan. Thank you very much for uh, for your hospitality and uh, for making this uh, a fun uh, a fun hour. Wonderful. And then uh, I'd be remiss without thanking all of our listeners. Um, if this changed your idea on how to deliver hospitality to others, uh, please pass it along because we've only grown by word of mouth. We just passed our two year anniversary, so people are listening because we're growing every week, and we couldn't do it without you. So thank you, thank you, Eunice, and goodbye.